Hey everyone, this is another episode of the Logos Soup Daily Podcast. This episode was supposed to be recorded on Friday, March 6th, 2020, but I ended up staying out much later than I anticipated, so I'm currently recording this at 2.42 a.m. on Saturday, March 7th. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about Uh, one of the more surreal dreams that I had, uh, that I've experienced lately. Um, While most of my dreams have pretty intense narratives, this particular dream didn't really have much of a story. Instead, it was mostly filled with visuals, symbols, and aesthetics. The dream started off with me rowing a boat on a serene river. I was part of a high school rowing team a few years ago, and some of my fondest memories of high school involve crew. Rowing's an endurance sport, so it's it's a fairly miserable experience during competitions or regattas, but I really appreciate the friends I made and the early morning rows on scenic rivers, so those images often come up in my dreams. Anyway, while I was rowing in my dream, it dawned on me that I was dreaming, and it became a lucid dream. When I have lucid dreams, I tend to be able to assert uh, a good amount of control over what's happening in the dream, but I also typically wake up as soon as or shortly after I become lucid. In this particular dream, I didn't immediately wake up, and I was able to decide that I wanted to go on a journey. I remember thinking, I want to see how far I can push this. And as soon as I thought that, I shot out of the boat and started flying through the air. Although I was lucid, I had little to no control over what was happening. And while I was flying through the air, I saw a colorful mandala. I flew through the mandala and it was made of fractal patterns, like how one would depict a breakthrough experience when taking a psychedelic drug. As I entered the mandala, it became more like a tunnel, and I traveled through the tunnel, and once I reached the end of it, I found myself in a room. The room was an art gallery. The walls, floor, and ceiling were a dark red color with a kind of velvet texture. On the walls to my side and in front of me were paintings. There were 13 in total, five on each side and three on the front wall. I approached the front of the room and looked at the paintings that the dream was had produced and was showing to me. And the painting at the center of the room, the focal point of the exhibit, was a painting of the room that I was standing in, except instead of paintings, there were 12 purple spheres. And instead of a sphere in the middle, in the front of the room, where the painting I was looking at would have been, there was a skull. And the skull was a lighter red than the rest of the room, but a kind of a faint red. And it resembled a primate. When I think back at the dream, I think of it as a chimpanzee skull, 
but it very well could have been a different primate or some kind of proto-human skull. The latter proto-human skull, I think, is the most symbolically accurate. When I looked at the skull closely, I noticed that there were double helix etchings in it, leading from around the eye sockets into them, into the insides of the skull. So essentially, I was standing in the middle of a room in an art gallery, and the centerpiece, the focal point of the gallery, was a painting of that room, and it featured a big chimp skull, where... I would have been standing. One thing I find really interesting about this dream is the thought that I had before I flew through, through the mandala. I think by asking how far can I push this, I was looking to see if I could activate a psychedelic-like altered state through the process of lucid dreaming. And fittingly, one of the most consistent things that are reported about a psychedelic state is a person's proclivity to see intensely meaningful symbols. In my case, this image of a chimpanzee skull was extremely meaningful. I often think about chimps as reminders that we humans are animals, that we were created through the eternal influence of evolution, and that we share much of our underlying neurological constructs with primates and other animals. Along with this, the skull itself is just that. It's a skull. This means that the chimpanzee skull is a symbol of death. Otherwise, I would have... The painting may have featured a full, seemingly alive chimpanzee. This... this death symbol reminds me of a kind of play on the Catholic concept of memento mori, which translates to remember death. Memento mori plays a substantial role in Catholic art and culture. It's meant to praise the sanctity of life by meditating on the reality and the God-created gift of death. Seeing this setting of an art gallery is another significant piece of symbolism. See, it's, it's clear that certain knowledge of the psyche was represented throughout human history in the form of art, pieces of the unconscious before they were made conscious, before they were articulated were shown as art. The Greek gods and Greek mythology is a great example of this. And you know, Greek stories and art talk about beings that represent love and wisdom and wrath and and other psychological concepts going to war with one another or coming together with one another and having children that are some kind of derivative of the two the two forces coming together. Now there's also a hypothesis among esotericists, mystics, and some psychoanalysts that says that the double helix structure of DNA is a piece of knowledge that 
people were unconsciously aware of throughout human history, that it was somehow, that the, this double helix was somehow unconsciously wired into our psyches. An example of this that people will often cite is the image of a snake as a symbol of consciousness and the image of two snakes intertwined as a symbol of healing and medicine and kind of knowledge that, that can heal people. Anyway, this dream seemed to want to present its meaning very explicitly in the form of metaphorical art, which I found very interesting. I'd never experienced something like, although I can't say that. I've definitely had dreams of art galleries before. A different example is more, is less explicit and less clear. I, I once had a dream of an art gallery, but all of the paintings were obfuscated or burned or they looked like static on a TV, which clearly that dream, if I were to analyze, had a very different meaning. Okay, I'm going to try to articulate the message that this dream was trying to convey and, and wrap up. Essentially, these images feature a piece of art that simulates the room that the observer was in, and in that replaces the observer with a chimpanzee skull, rife with carvings of a double helix. First, it's creating this dichotomy of the observer is a primate, that the thing viewing the painting, viewing this piece of art, this reflection of the unconscious, is fundamentally an animal. And that's where the unconscious comes from. It comes from our history as animals, from before we were conscious human beings. The primate skull is also a reminder of the number of primates that needed to that Mother Nature needed to create and devour in this endless, eternal cycle so that evolution could eventually produce sentient, conscious primates like, like human beings, like the observer. And lastly, and this is something I think is a very important metaphysical concept that underlies a lot of what we experience and underlies what the archetypes of our consciousness are, the entire framework of consciousness, that the driving force of all of this, all the observation, all consciousness, is this incredibly mysterious and surreal molecule that we call DNA. I'm certainly going to do podcasts about the history of Watson and Crick and how they thought that DNA was this, this unbelievably mysterious, intricate molecule. But essentially, we're primates. We're made of DNA. And we're all going to die someday. This was another episode of the Logos Soup Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening.